0: welcoming everyone to this podcast with Mads, Mika and Jeb. Wow, literally the thunder just went off. I don't know if you could hear that. I'm in Costa Rica right now and it's rainy season and The rain's just about to start. Okay, that was an amazing entrance as I'm about to introduce your offering. It's the first one in Melbourne in a while, actually, which is super exciting. It's called Deep Waters on the 29th and the 30th of October at Second Story Studios. And I feel like I am about to be in very deep waters now as well. <laughs> it's all very synchronistic, <laughs> but I'm so excited to be here with both of you because I've actually had a really beautiful journey with each of you individually. Jem, I just realized today, I feel like me and you have been through a full cycle together. I think we've known each other for like seven or eight years and We've gone through several iterations together. And I love that we're journeying through Wild Grace now. It's all very, yeah, it's, it's perfect. And Mika, we did the, the mentorship together and that kind of started us off. Like, I think you've done a couple of initiations and now we're here. Mm. Yeah. So, wanted both of you, to introduce yourselves a little bit, to feel you. So whoever wants to go first, I feel like it's makeup. <laughs> yeah, I can feel that.
1: It <laughs> mm, yeah, it's always an interesting question when people ask me, like, to introduce myself. I'm like, who am I? I feel like I'm such a multifaceted being. But, yeah, very, very passionate about all the things that are related to expression and embodiment. And I think that's, of course, why I'm also like working with Wild Grace and why I've decided to become a trainer of Wild Grace and, yeah, really excited to bring this offering through and something that is very important to me and I think that's also like a trait that probably really stands out when people work with me is that I'm really passionate about diving deep into the psyche and the shadows and really integrating these parts and bringing them to the light. Yeah, I work a lot with the energy and medicine of the phoenix. It's like the themes of death and rebirth. Yeah, that's really flowing through me and everything that I offer.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and Mika, I also want to bring in that you're a spiral practitioner because I've actually gone through a couple of spiral clearings with you and I don't know if you remember the sessions, but they were, they were pretty potent. So I have full trust in you and your witchy abilities and the way in which you notice like energetics flowing throughout all the bodies. So it's kind of perfect that you're working with these like watery elements that are the feminine in, in Wild Grace. Thanks so for bringing that
1: in because, yeah, I'm not, a, yeah, it's like I love working with the body, but as you said, like all bodies, like I love working with energetics as well and bringing in spiral techniques even sometimes when I work with embodiment,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's all complimentary. It is. Yeah, yeah. and I love that. I love that everyone who steps into Wild Grace, all the facilitators and and trainers, they Come from all different paths. They're bringing in their own gifts and and wisdom, and that's what makes it really kind of this like multifaceted wild being. Because you never know what you're going to get in an immersion or a or an initiation. And
1: that's the essence of working with the feminine, right? Mm-hmm. Working with the mystery. What's really alive in this space? What wants to flow through? What's like serving the space in
0: this present moment
1: yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and it's a mystery often like we have no idea what's going to happen
1: (laughs) and it's always ridiculously aligned
0: (laughs) yeah and but that and that's what magic is that's what real life magic is and I feel like magic is really making its way back into not just like you know society but like mainstream society it's like it's pouring through it's seeping through and this is one of the portals like this is ultimately a mystery school Mm, yeah yeah and we also have Jem who's supporting the training as well Mm,
2: hello so I'm Jem and it's so interesting I was just like hearing Mika speak and we start with this how do we define what we do and it's a question I'm being asked more and more recently and I'm getting many many answers and I'm also really good with that because i've been working with movement medicine pretty much since i was like 4 or 5 and i started dance lessons i was a ballerina and moved into entertainments so i was a podium go-go dancer in a i came from that journey into yoga and holistic medicine because that felt like a very very contrasting path to where i'd just been as a go-go dancer and i remember like when I was on the stage that a lot of eros would be coming through in my movement and it has never really left and when I moved from yoga into women's embodiment I actually fell into women's embodiment by accident I went to a a yoga workshop and it was called yoni yoga and I thought it was pelvic floor health and moving the hips and it was actually a yoni egg practice over a six-week journey and I walked in and I remember the first day I witnessed women dancing. We were all asked to get up and witness each other. And I was so triggered. And I remember witnessing going, Whoa, they're so much more beautiful and sensual than me. And oh, should I be doing this? Is this naughty? And, but I was so curious and so excited. And for the next few years, like that was in 2015, and we're like 2022 now. So, It's just been this unfolding of a deeper journey moving through archetype immersions, working with Michaela Baum's nonlinear movement method, which I'm also a facilitator of working with embodiment and the nervous system and moving into wild grace in the last couple of years. It's just been such a perfect interweaving of what I do and I'm all about the esoteric. I love astrology. I'm a human design reader. So I just get so, so jazzed when I'm able to combine the two into a modality, so working with the esoteric aspects of the seasons and, you know, we're coming into Scorpio season for our immersion and I'm so, so excited because I'm a Scorpio rising. So mm, I'm going to leave that there. That feels really like a great intro to what I do.
0: And from the time in which I've known you, I feel like, you've just constantly been like, firstly, you're so devoted to the body and you're constantly like in this inquiry of like, how can we replenish ourselves? How can we energize ourselves? How can we put good things into our body? Like I just see you as someone who has such an intimate relationship with the Soma. Uh, and you're also supporting Soma Mystic at the moment. So I just see you as someone who's so committed to, embodiment you know you're just like you're constantly in it and yeah i love that you're you're bringing in like all of your hd like human design all of that or that all of those esoteric pieces and you know your, your whole embodiment journey and you went pretty deep into arabeta and then Mika's you know bringing in her spiral and her other embodiment pieces so i feel like it's going to be super juicy Mm. yeah (laughs) and and also the 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 archetypes that you're diving into particularly juicy as well so so these are two archetypes that I've been working with really closely actually one of them comes quite naturally to me and the other one has been really edgy and I've I've recently been stepping into her but I'm going to let you guys speak about those a little bit but don't give away too much (laughs) keep a little for the mystery
1: (laughs) we actually even decided to add a third archetype because the more we tuned into the frequency and the intention better for this offering the more it became just really clear that we needed a third archetype so we'll be working with the seductress with the maiden and with the priestess um hmm how are we going to share without giving too much away? I think I want to share a little bit about the intention of this immersion first. So really our intention is to dive deeply into feminine expression and to work with the archetypes, especially like the seductus that might be perceived as more sexual. But our intention is really to deliver this in a way and to offer an experience to people that really Allows them to explore the shadows that potentially come with these archetypes and to get like an embodied sense of how this potentially plays out in their lives so that they can be in their full feminine expression with integrity, with boundaries, with energetic boundaries, with the heart. Like, so really, we're not only focusing on, Jem said that the other day, or actually just before this podcast, I really love that it's not a performance. We really want to bring this in like, yeah, into like an integrated way of being. Yeah, that's a little bit about the intention. Yeah, for this immersion. Mm. And I'm curious if Jen maybe has some pieces about the archetypes. I feel there's something present.
2: (laughs) Mm, I was just feeling into the word performance and how she relates to these archetypes and As someone with a performance background, I remember the shift when I started to feel the expression of movement through my body instead of just wanting to look in the mirror and see what it looked like or having the reflection of, oh, you're an amazing dancer. It's something that I heard for so long in my career, but I didn't enjoy it. And I remember when I first felt movement land in my body for the first time And it only was about maybe five or six years ago, I had this like aha moment and I was actually doing some archetype work and I was working with the priestess and she landed so deeply in my whole field and being. And my life was never the same after that. I remember being witnessed in a ritual and I just, I had every archetype move through me in a way. It was like I was just trying on costumes, but Each one was so deeply felt and I didn't care what it looked like. For the first time in my life, I stopped caring what the person witnessing me was thinking about how I was appearing aesthetically and it was all for me. So priestess for me is very, very special and she's with me all the time. I'm channeling with her every day and for me, it's not hard to access her, but it took me such a long time to be able to access her. As I say, I'm 38 now and five years ago was the first time I felt her and was able to get still enough to invite her in and allow her to dance her cosmic magic through my bones and my atoms and, mm, yeah, I, I'm really, really, really excited for that part particularly. It's going to be my, my genius area, I feel and where I most come alive within the immersion
0: And you've explained that so well, Gem, because archetypes are not like it's not performative. It's actually part of us. They are embedded into our psyche. They've been kind of constructed subconsciously over thousands of years, like they are there and they are alive in us. And if we can have that, that like cellular imprinting or reference point we're bringing it to life rather than having this archetype just kind of swimming in our subconscious and running our life in a way that w- we don't quite understand like this creates such a deep intimate relationship with a part of ourselves that this is a superpower like all of these archetypes have their own superpower I know for me the priestess comes really easily and she's just always Online, she's devoted. She's here for a cause. She's here to hold and support. Like the maiden, it's like this, this playful vibrance that's that's actually always part of us. Like even the crone, like the crone has has all of them when we're going through the crone. But and the seductress, like that, that for me has been such an edgy one because of the stigma that it brings and sexuality and the eros, but actually we are naturally inherently sexual beings. And so I feel like when these archetypes are allowed to come out, they start to mature. And there's there's like this refinement process that starts to happen. And we realize, oh, wow, we don't have to be just one way. We have like a smorgasbord to choose from of like of ways to be and we can just like pull, pull them out in certain situations and like, oh, I'll just be a seductress now or I'm, I'm going to bring in my priestess to, to hold this space or, or, or to really bring presence to a particular ritual or just normal life as well, just everyday life. And that's the thing that like these can be used and are used in everyday life. We just aren't necessarily aware
1: Yes. Like bringing them just more into like our awareness and I feel working with archetypes, it's like an evolutionary tool that we can use. Like I, I love the example that Jem just used, like, you know, it's like a costume. Oh, what am I going to wear today? It's mm-hmm. like we have access to this massive toolbox through archetypes and we can just like take out whatever we need in the moment. And yeah, there was one piece that I wanted to speak to when I heard you sharing about the seductors. There is, yes, there is um, such a like big stigma around this archetype. There is so much shame around this expression. Mm-hmm. It's also one of our intentions for this immersion to really transmute the shame around this archetype and to be like just offer a space where this energy is welcome and even celebrated because there's so much creative potential in this archetype as well. and. There was another piece that came through before when Jem said, like, the cosmos, it's like, yes, we're working with the body, but by coming deeply into our body, we actually open our channel as well and we really can have access to, yeah,
0: to the guidance that's, that wants to come through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and that's super powerful. Like, ultimately, the, the seductress has been shamed because she is so powerful, because yes. Eros is powerful because Eros is actually life force and we wouldn't, be, like the whole cosmos is erotic, like we wouldn't be here without it. And if like moving these archetypes through our body allows us to have this real like cellular imprinting rather than it just being a concept or an idea or just talking about it and in these spaces, like I know because I've been in so many of them you don't know what's going to come up or how it's going to feel. It's almost like life changes and is never the same again. Like, Jem, you (laughs) you were speaking about when you were in a ritual and you were being witnessed. I was like, oh, I think I know that ritual. I think I did that one as well because I had a really similar experience. Mm. (laughs)
2: <laughs> i was actually just like feeling into <laughs> so funny we were talking about how the seductress is this creative life force and i remember actually in that ritual there was such an edge at one point because i was really so deeply in her and i could feel the person witnessing me it was just like whoa and I could feel their uh, response towards me. The energy was quite erotic. And I was like, I could feel their turn on witnessing her. And there was a part of me in that moment that almost wanted to shut down because I was like, oh, this isn't okay. And I, it was like in this moment, like a healing of years and years of being told, this is too much. You are too sensual, too sexual, too alive. And that, in that moment, I looked at this, it was a mixed gender and there was a man witnessing me and I looked at him and he looked at me and he was like, his eyes were like, this is okay. And I was like, oh wow. And my whole nervous system just dropped in and I felt my cycle just light up. And it was so, so powerful. And as like every archetype in that, that particular witnessing was just like It's like a dance as we spoke before and we were talking about the creativity that comes through these archetypes. It's like my son was a fusion and a dance between the maiden, the heart expansion and the seductress and the sacral and we swirled around and then a conversation with the priestess came in and I remember the moment my son was conceived and it was almost like I had this wide open channel and I said, you can come in. And it was unspoken, but I felt this this language between priestess and I. And sure enough, in a few weeks I found out I was pregnant and it's like, there's no coincidence that I came into this work and then suddenly within like months of really blossoming within it, I was creating life within me. And this is the power of, of this work is, you know, whether you're stuck in a career that's not working or a relationship that's not working, or there's a desire that you have for the future, it can just come straight through just by moving and dancing each archetype through the system. And then once we allow them to land and integrate just the magic that can happen and be created from this shamed life force that is just so potent and beautiful. Yeah. It it really gives me so much life and I feel so honored to be facilitating this work and allowing the space where other women can be experiencing this and, those little aha moments for the first time. I just, yeah, I love witnessing it when I see it, it land in someone and, oh.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And just a disclaimer, we cannot guarantee pregnancy after doing the course. (laughs) (laughs) However, just be aware, like you will be really, really open and so in tune with all of these parts of self and really in tune with your body and any other kinds of messages and communications that might be seeping through. (laughs) You might see magic, yeah. (laughs) immaculate conception maybe that's a different workshop <laughs> i love that
2: disclaimer i love that disclaimer.
0: <laughs> i didn't see it on the website maybe we just need to update that
1: oh <laughs> uh, one piece actually that i want to bring in is that this particular immersion we've actually decided to only open the space for women so it won't be a mixed gender one But I wanted to speak about the power of witnessing because
3: Mm.
1: I actually just yesterday had an experience where I did a witnessing exercise with a friend and it's just so incredibly potent how much can shift in just five minutes when we're witnessed. And we were talking about how there's almost like this primal need that we have to be witnessed, to be recognized and to be seen because it's really almost like when we think about children, like they always look up to their moms. Am I being seen here? Am I recognized? Am I safe? When, they, when they're growing, when they're evolving, and to have someone else in the space who's witnessing us in an expression really meets this like, yeah, I almost want to say really primal need. And it has an immense effect on the nervous system and on our unconscious mind. So it's a really... I sometimes feel like we can shift so much in a 10-minute witnessing session. It's like an like a one-and-a-half-hour therapy session. <laughs> just in 10 minutes, it just shifts so quickly. And, yeah, I'm really excited to, yeah, offer this as well and feeling really honoured to bring this to Melbourne.
0: Well, it's yeah. also it, it's the power of the group as well. You know, everyone is coming in with their stories or whatever's in in their emotional body, whatever they're moving through. And we drop into our hearts pretty quick. You know, we we drop into vulnerability so quickly because we're all there with an intention. You know, it's an intentional space. And yeah, that there's definitely a a co-healing and co-regulation that happens in a way that, one on one therapy from my personal experience. I think if you want to go to therapy and, and it helps you, like for sure. But for me personally, being in a group, being witnessed and being supported by a group and having reflections as well. And also that permission piece of like, this is okay. Jeremy just kind of touched on that before. It's like that there, there's nothing like it, you know, and there's also like it's a community. Ultimately, like, Wild Grace is a movement, but it's also a community and it begins, it, it really ignites with these experiences. Like, this is, it, it's transformative.
1: I was just about to say that there's a real sense of just belonging and tribe.
0: Mm. and
1: There's a beautiful, like, intimacy that is present in these spaces as well. It's like, it's just everything is welcome. Mm. And just that everything is welcome is one of the most healing experiences that we that we can have as a human. I personally find and believe, mm. yeah, just being welcomed in our full like authenticity in our rawness,
0: yeah. And we're all just reflections of each other. And yeah, that, that's what I've realized. Like, oh, I get it. And the compassion and, and empathy towards one another. It just goes up so many levels so we realize when we're not so different and we're Mm. not so separate you know we kind of forget sometimes we're all all here together Mm,
2: I really want to speak to that actually just quickly so Mika and I in human design we are both five ones which the five line is all about projection and I really wanted to bring this piece in around projection and it's such a profound thing in this type of space because we're able to be in witnessing with each other and it's a natural human aspect to project and I the amount of times I've witnessed a beautiful woman dancing and especially seductress archetype and in the past I've noticed where this moved for me and I've been like oh hmm," and I've been a bit triggered and it's like wow like what part is this projection actually what I desire in my life, in my expression? And when you are able to sit in front of another human being and witness them as a human being beyond the projection and when you see those start to melt away and you start to feel that woman's heart in front of you expanding and you see her radiance just exuding out of her field, it is like, oh, that is the closest thing to me to God that I have experienced is being seen by another woman and having another woman see me in my unique erotic essence whatever that looks like in that moment whatever archetype is moving for me and to just be seen and for her to be like this is okay you are beautiful you are loved and for me to be able to do that with them and in turn and take them as a part almost of myself and this interweaving that we each have yeah it's it's so, so powerful and has been one of the biggest pieces of self-work for me as I struggled a lot with bullying and jealousy and projection in my youth and being able to come into spaces held with women. And, you know, big, big group energy was quite confronting for me at the start and witnessing women and the, the amount of projections I would feel coming from me and at me. And then the deeper I've dropped into this work, I've realized that that is just a shield that we place around ourselves in order to not let love in. And I am so, so passionate about helping to co-facilitate a space where we're all able to just drop our armor and see each other for what we really are in that moment with no story, no projection and, and no judgment. So yeah, I really wanted to bring that theme through around projection and what it means to me. And yeah, if there's a piece there for you in projection, maybe inquiring a little deeper. And I would love to see some of you at the immersion and and to dive into the layers of that that theme and and feel what's there. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, thank you. I'm particularly excited to dive into that particular topic in the immersion. And just quickly before we come to an end, I can I could really relate to your share, especially as a five one. I've also Always received a lot of projections in my life. And I actually had really, really, really deep sisterhood wounds. And I feel particularly working in these spaces, working with White Grace. I've been part of White Grace for, I think, about three years now. It has really helped me to bring incredibly deep healing to these wounds. Because, yeah, as we just said before, being in a space where we're just accepted for who we are. And with this level of like intimacy and a beautiful feeling of belonging, it just shifts so much. It's it's hard to put into words. It's just been nothing but profound to be in this space and to heal.
0: I've actually had a really similar experience to both of you with other sisters. So I kind of love that this is a female body only space. I've always struggled with friendships with other women and, and girls, you know, going back to my childhood. And yeah, just in these last few years of being in women only, female bodied spaces, it's really cracked through that, that shield or that armor or that the story that, that it's not safe or whatever imprinting I've had from, you know, my own experiences, but also from past generations you know from my whole feminine lineage so the healing is not just for us it's actually for all the other generations before yeah Mm. very Mm. sacred work all right my loves are there any other pieces that are wanting to come in or are we going to leave the rest to the mystery
1: yeah i'm feeling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) definitely There's so much that we could go into, but we'll save that for mm, you no, no no. yeah, let's 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 keep it. all right. so I'm going to drop in the details and all the links into Instagram and into Facebook. so it'll be attached to this podcast recording. and looking forward to this. So exciting. It's coming um, up real soon. <laughs> all right love, see you. Oh, thank you. Thank you.